Welcome to Push Rim Life After Injury podcast, recorded June 3rd, 2014, episode 42, Rancho Adaptive Outdoor Adventures. I'm Ray Pizarro. I'm Richard Bow. We want to thank our audience for being with us. These podcasts were created to talk about spinal cord injury related topics, disability resources, and also spotlight individuals that found ways to get past their challenges and now are a great source of inspiration. On this episode, our friends Juan Garibay and Becky Burstell will be discussing all about Rancho's Adaptive Outdoor Adventure Program and all the fun activities. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, well, first of all, I wanted to ask you how you got injured and, you know, where did you go to rehab and all that good stuff. Actually, you got injured back in 1993. I was shot. I was 20 years old. Um, Went to uh, Rancho to do my rehab. I was there for like three months. Uh, after three months, I went home and you know, tried to put my life back together. It took uh, took some time to do that. Um, it wasn't until uh, maybe like in 1995 that I started getting involved with the sports program at Rancho, and that was just a big eye opener for me. It yeah, helped me okay. deal with a lot of uh, a lot of anger, a lot of you know, a lot of uh, a lot of doubt that I had at the time of who I was and who I could be at the time. And how long were you at rehab for? I was there for uh, three months, one yeah. month just in bed, you know, trying to recover, then two months of straight physical therapy, and you know, and then after that I went home. Yeah, likewise, I was there three months also. I guess that's the standard um, time. Well, Becky? it used to be, I think. Oh, okay. I don't think it's three months anymore. Are, are you serious? Um, longer or? Shorter. It is. Oh, my goodness. I did three months myself at Long Beach Memorial, so. Yeah, that's know. not even enough. That's not enough. No. That wasn't enough for me, but. I think it's more like a month now, maybe. I think it is, yeah. Something I think it's like, like two to three weeks for a para and up to a month to six weeks for a quad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, everything's based on insurance these days, you know. As long as you can breathe on your own, basically you're ready to go home, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, what was the most challenging part of your rehab stay? Do you remember, like, going through it all and back in the day? Uh, I think uh, the hardest part was just, you know, accepting the fact that I wasn't going to walk again and mm. trying to be the same person that I was before I was shot. Gotcha. Uh, you know, coming to terms with that I wasn't that anymore and mm-hmm. trying to just try to piece my life back, uh, see where I, you know, where I could go with it. Yeah, mine was like depending on people. That was my biggest issue. A grown guy, I, well, I was 20, you know, you're self-sufficient. And just having every, everyone come dress you, turn you, uh, to help with your bowels, your bladder, all that stuff was like hard to just get over it. You know, people, you're laying there, they're doing everything for you. And that was the hardest part for me. After you got out, is there any one particular event that kind of jarred you enough, shook you enough to make you want to you know, get back out and start doing things like you did before? Yeah, it was actually Rancho. <clears throat> okay. uh, playing sports uh, with Ken Cook, one of the therapists there at Rancho. Uh, I remember one, so I was coming for an appointment, and, you know, before that, he always used to, you know, every time he see me, he was like, why don't you come out and play? You know, you should play hockey with us. You know, we've got a team. You know, you should come out. And I, like, brushed him off, you know, just because I was 21 at the time, and I, like, I don't want to hear that, you know? And uh. then that one time, it was just, all right, Ken, you know? I had nothing else to do. I was trying to go to college, but I wasn't really committed to it. I was just there trying to, you know, pick up on girls, whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, party and stuff like that. So that one time, I like, all right, you know, let's play, and got hooked. Been playing sports ever since for the last 15, 17 years, something like that. 
Good for awesome. you, man. That's great. That's a good way of uh, breaking them, those mental roadblocks we have, right? Of yeah. Getting out of our comfort zone. Because all we know is chair and bed, basically, right? Yeah. Once yeah. they get you in a sports chair, a kayak, or some other things, and that's when you like... What opens up, you know, it opened up my world just because I saw people that were hurt longer than I was. And, you know, they were doing just amazing things and, you know, great athletes and stuff like that. So it definitely opened up my eyes to... Uh, you know, wheelchair skills and good. just the possibility of, you know, what you could really do with your life. Good, that. good. Yeah, because it's the interaction with the other players. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that leads us to uh, to Becky. So um, we, we, we want to find out uh, what, what made you get into the field of uh, recreational therapy? What, what led you to jump into that field? Well, I have never heard of recreation therapy before. I went to college at Fresno State and... I knew I wanted to do something with people or um, something maybe outdoors. I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't want to be in a classroom. And a couple years into it, I got a flyer in the mail, and it showed people with disabilities doing outdoor activities like rock climbing and horseback riding, whitewater rafting. I was like, this is a major? You can major in this? It's called recreation therapy or therapeutic recreation. It's sometimes called. Right. And so I, I went to meet the head of the department and kind of started taking some of the classes. I completely love the classes mm-hmm. and I just, you know, went for it. I finished my degree and got into the field. Congratulations. So how long have you been at Rancho for? At Rancho since 2007, so about seven years. Good deal. That sounds like a, a neat field for people who don't want to have a job where they have to sit at a desk. And Correct. I, if I saw that, I probably would have Maybe took a shot at it also. Cause, yeah. Yeah, I never, I never like to sit still. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it's really rewarding, too, helping people and getting them out of getting back into to their, their life again, basically. And right. Seeing how, that, how recreation is a part of that transitional stage, right, mm-hmm. of integrating people back into the community. So. And it's a very small field. Um, that's probably why you don't usually hear about it. You know, it's kind of one of the therapy components, but probably the least well-known um, so I think getting the word out about it is good too for potential future people you know who would want to major in that or work in the field. Right, right. So, so if um, someone were to go to Rancho to try to you know explore some outdoor activities, mm-hmm. um, how how would that process go? Well, um, Rancho has had a recreation therapy program for a long time, and that's for the inpatients and. We haven't really had it for the outpatients as much. Um, We recently started the Outdoor Adventure Program, and this program is for former patients at Rancho. Um, And this is just a way for them to challenge themselves and try new things and get outdoors and um, just kind of experience the world in a different way. So they, they can just come and sign up? So there's a few different requirements <clears throat> besides having been a pet patient before, which means you have to have a rancho number. Um, it could be as an inpatient or an outpatient. Um, you have to be a current wellness center mem- member, and you have to have completed your inpatient or outpatient program. In other words, you can't be an inpatient to do this program. You have to have um, discharge off off grounds. Okay. Um, we did make a. We have a new um, exception this year or recently, um, where we do allow the peer mentors and the life coaches through the No Barriers program to also participate, even if they weren't patients at Rancho before. Nice. Um, because we want this population to really spread the word about it, and even if they weren't patients before, we think this is a really key group to 
um, participate and then, you know, tell people about it. Cool, cool. Now, now, um, Juan, what was, um, could you name a couple places that you've been through, like, that really, I mean, you mentioned um, wheelchair hockey. Mm-hmm. Wheelchair hockey, football, um, basketball now, and uh, skiing. And uh, Now, what were the outdoor adventure programs that you first? Colorado and uh, kayaking at Sunset Beach. Uh, the first time I went out there, it was such a thrill because I never done kayaking and I always wanted to try it so I got the chance to do with the outdoor adventures and the first day I went into the water <laughs> okay so tell us how did that go because right away I'm thinking balance right yeah. our balance is compromised we're yeah. afraid of falling out of our chairs right. and you're on a kayak with little waves throwing you left and right left and you're trying to paddle at the same time so tell me how that was for you it was it was it was fun. It wasn't as scary as you you know when you think about it. You know uh, okay. your mind tends to play those kind of tricks on you. But once I did it, it was it was it, yeah, it was stable. I mean, did you fall out that? Day? I fell off because I was yes. goofing around. Okay, <laughs> you were hot dogging, right? No, no, I was just goofing around, and you know uh, I remember trying to start that, a water fight or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I remember falling, and I'm in the water, right? And I'm like, oh, hey, okay, I'm, don't panic. The therapist is going to come in the water, and I look up, and they're like just looking at me, like, all right, well, get out. <laughs> oh, man. You put yourself in that situation, <laughs> yeah. get yourself out. Yeah, first, it, was, it was. First thing he thought about was balance. First thing I thought about was drowning. <laughs> you were wearing your life jacket, right? Yes, I was. Yes, so I they was. won't let you drown. Yeah, they, they yeah. won't. That's but, a good uh, thing. Yeah, it, it was fun. You know, it was fun to get in the water. I haven't been in the water for in the ocean anyways for years so that was a nice way to you know break did, into it I guess did they have like a special seat to give you lower back support or was it just actually open back? Yeah, some of the kayaks do have that a higher back wrist uh, okay. I actually you know sometimes I bring my own cushion so I could just put it on, on the kayak and transfer into my own cushion yeah and you just made an important point about cushions like anything you transfer onto it's really important to have a pad or some kind of um, even an extra cushion which mm-hmm. most of us have already just for those you know, to sit on different uh, things like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's good that you brought that with you. And and, and the therapist actually also had some extra phones oh, okay. and all that. So that was, you know, that was right, like okay. actually cool to know if in case I didn't bring mine, you know, they, they, they were prepared. So yeah, that was, that was really cool. Yeah, having a pressure sore is not very adventurous. No, it's not. <laughs> and the thing with, with kayaking is it's not really, um, the boat itself is not adapted to you know, have pontoons or something on the side that keeps it from tipping over. Um, so we do tell people to be prepared to be in the water, maybe, um, to know how to swim. Um, we do have a rowing program, an adaptive rowing program that we go to, and, and those boats are adapted. They have pontoons, and nice. they're very safe. So if you're somebody who doesn't, you know, feel comfortable with the possibility of, of swimming, then the rowing program is a really good one to start off with. Yeah, that's like your maybe your your starting point and then gradually work up to the independent kayaking right. things now dude i'm always thinking about restrooms whenever i go out so if you're out in the water for 30 minutes 20 minutes and all of a sudden nature calls where you have to cath or i see yourself i mean did you end up having to do it on the kayak like go to the corner of a dock and then in your actually in your went kayak? before before I went into the kayak. But have you um, thought about it? Like, if, it, if have, you're in the middle of, of cathing, would you have to do it on the boat? Or do I you bring to, a yeah. catheter with you? I'll bring, yeah, I'll bring a catheter okay. if I have to. And if I have to do it, you know, I'm going to excuse myself, roll away, and find yeah. some privacy and do what I'm like, excuse do. me, guys, I'm going to take a break, <laughs> look the other way, and give me a heads up if uh, a, a boat passes by. Yeah. A boat passes by. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you know, everybody that goes on these trips are, you know, pretty much people that you already know so you know people always looking out for you and vice versa you know so 
all you got to do, you know, just speak up. And therapists as well as, you know, participants, you know, are going to watch out for you and you do what you need to do. Cool. And we're in the boat, I mean, in the kayak from no more than an hour usually. Mm-hmm. Those are shorter. Mm-hmm. Something like deep sea fishing where you're on the boat for five hours um, is something to think about, you know. And the, the bathrooms on those boats are not really accessible. Um, so that would be, you know, something where you'd have to be maybe comfortable just going into the corner and, you know, Taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that privacy tent comes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're quiet, you're pretty much comfortable because you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So They understand. I mean, they know we're in a chair. We can't get access to the restroom. They're the common sense. Mm-hmm. They give you that privacy window. and They do. I'm, I'm, I never had a problem in any of these outdoor adventures regarding you know, bathrooms and stuff like that. No. I'm also lucky enough to have a big bladder, so I'm able to hold it for a few hours. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> oh, that's, that's really good. Yeah, that is, that's is. a blessing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. People <laughs> can't 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 hold it as long, and and uh, it happens. You know, we have accidents. Yeah, um, a lot of people get um, um, what is it called? Scared to go out and try these adventures a lot of times because of those issues. Mm-hmm. Their bowel care, their bladder care. That's why it's so important to get that under control. And once you have a regular routine where you know, okay, I'll cath before and I can wait two or three hours before I have to go again. Or my bowel program, do it in the mornings or Mm -hmm. do it at night. Do it every day, every other day, whatever works, but as long as you get on a routine. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the biggest factor, you know, finding that what works for you. Yeah, then then you can go out. Take advantage of it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm still looking because my bowels have a mind of their own. I'm thinking everything is good. Then I get transferred into, say, a rugby chair, and, you know, things happen. But uh, I guess that's life, huh? Yeah. So we got to deal with it. I think so, you know. You just pick yourself up and keep pushing, right? I mean, if you had control, you wouldn't make be doing jokes, this. Make some jokes, you know? Yeah. You got to make fun of yourself, man, because if not, you go crazy. You're not the first, and you won't be the last. Yeah. So as far as your outdoor, uh, what other, like, sports or, or things are available for people? I know I noticed, like, some... Uh, Hot air ballooning and, and billiards, is, mm-hmm. is that part of it also? Right, so I'll just kind of give you the list of what we do right okay. now, and we can always add new things, and we're always looking to kind of see what else is out there. Um, but right now we do have adaptive outdoor cycling. Uh, we do adaptive rock climbing, adaptive rowing, surfing, bowling, fishing, deep-sea fishing, adaptive golf. Um, we do uh, kayaking, the balloon ride is in Orange County. It's the orange balloon that goes up. It's actually tethered. You go up to about 400 feet, and it's wheelchair accessible. The whole thing is wheelchair accessible. So you don't have to transfer? No. Just roll in. Excellent. I might try that. Yeah. That's a fun one. You really see all the area. It's really cool. Um, We also do sailing, therapeutic horseback riding, whale watching, and we have uh, two summer and winter programs where we actually go on trips to Colorado, Crested Butte, Colorado, to their adoptive um, sports center. To Big Bear, to the U.S. Wow. Adaptive Recreation Center. Now, how do you get to awesome. Colorado? Do you do you get a big van with, <laughs> or do you fly? Or? We do fly. Huh? Oh, you fly. Yeah, fly. That'll be like a two a two day trip, or what? It, it's actually just trip? a couple hours flight um, from here. A couple hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and then on. it's a couple hour drive. But yeah, if I got on the bus, man, with all them bumps, I'd be ready. to Make a U-turn and come back, dude. I'd be all sore. You know those big old buses we roll in, like in the back. It's a smooth ride actually in Colorado. They don't have that many bumps. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's very, they, okay. they have their own vehicles yeah. um, that are pretty comfortable. Well, just getting out of L.A. will have me beat, man. Just the <laughs> L.A. part of it, all the potholes, issues we're having, and, and how, how long is the stay in Colorado? Uh, the Colorado trip is 
five days of actual activity and then two one day each for travel. So you leave on a Sunday and come back on a Saturday and then it's five complete days of programming. So in the winter it's skiing all week, adaptive skiing. And then in the summer it's a variety, um, horseback riding, kayaking, canoeing, a challenge ropes course, mountain biking and downhill mountain biking. Uh, And Juan went on the summer trip this last year. I had a blast. How was that? What what kind of activities did you do? We did all those. She just mentioned the kayaking, canoeing, zip lining, uh, Horseback riding, zip lining, zip lining. Yeah. yeah. How was that? That's what dude? I'm talking about. It was scary. Yeah, <laughs> sounds first, scary. It, at first, you know, because you just kind of dangling. You're like, whoa, man! You know, is this thing really going to hold if, me if up? If one you know? thing snaps, I'm yeah, screwed. Seriously, right? seriously. But uh, you know, fear and we overcame the fear, and it was a lot of fun. You know, I you weren't. I, were you the first guy to go down, or you let a couple no, guys I go first? Few, yeah, <laughs> actually, I think I might have been the first one. Really. Oh, now I see why you were scared. Yeah, you were was, the test dummy, probably. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Those are things that are again, you know, I never I never did before. Good. So it was it was a great way to you know experience it in Colorado. It was it was just beautiful, you know. It's so nice when you could do these things and see like, wow, I could I could get back into doing um, what we used to do as able-bodied people mm-hmm. now, and and yeah. it's nice when you could take your girlfriends, your wives, friends with you and. And experience those things together. It's like you can't, you can't really explain how how good that is. Yeah, right? and you know the friends that go with you. I think that's also you know makes it makes it more fun. You know because you compete with each other, challenge yeah. each other, and talk trash. Yeah, like hey, much. I beat you up the hill, or well, why are you taking so long? And, yeah, at the end of the trip, I think it was kind of like that. It was two group of us that were just you know talking smack to each other regarding the downhill biking and all that. You know so. Yeah, there's one question I have regarding um, another question, a Dollar Adventure program. Is there a fee for these? Are some free? Do some have to, you have to pay for some? How does that work? That's a great question. Um, yeah, that some of them are free and some of them are costly, but they don't, none of them are really expensive. Um, and probably the most expensive day trip is the deep sea fishing. So um, if you paid for everything, which would be the license, the equipment rental, and the boat tickets, about $55 for uh, about a five-hour trip. Um, the rowing program is free. The therapeutic horseback riding is free. Things like billiards or bowling, you pay for your game, but it's you know lim- minimal, like three dollars for bowling, um, eight six dollars an hour for billiards. Golf is free. Um, cycling is free. Um, kayaking is uh, I want to say nine or ten dollars an hour. Okay. And I think sailing is ten dollars, but they're pretty low cost. The day ones. The trips are um, more costly, mm-hmm. so I'm, Colorado is a $15,000 trip to send eight participants and two staff, and that okay. one has been funded through the Rose Hills Foundation, has um, given us a grant for that in the past, and wow. we're hoping to get that again this year. Bless to, their to hearts. The yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's a good thing they're doing out there. And so, then, so for quadriplegics, the winter program would probably be more beneficial, because the summer um, activities seem a little... More challenging. Yeah, for for yeah. somebody with um, less trunk control and mm-hmm. hand control. Right, and yeah, it depends on the activity. In the calendar here that we put out every month, there's a, a whole list of things that um, requirements of physical requirements and tells you the cost and everything. But um, for the overnight trips, we want you to be independent with mobility and independent with self care. Um, and at least a year post-injury or illness so that you're stable and you're ready to do something like a flight or a long road trip. Um, the winter program is skiing, adaptive skiing, um, for both Colorado and 
Big Bear, and they have all kinds of adaptive equipment, um, sit-down skis, which include bi-skis and mono-skis. They have stand-up equipment for people who could stand, but maybe their balance isn't as good. Um, they have uh, Colorado actually has something called a ski bike, which looks like a bike, but it's got skis on the bottom, and then you have skis on your two feet, and you just kind of ride it like a bike down the hill, and that's really fun. Um, now, do they have, uh, like, volunteers or something for helping people transfer, say, into a... A sit ski or right. a sled and stuff like that because sometimes higher level quads are a little challenging to mm-hmm. get people in and out. Yeah, or. their staff assists um, with the transfers for the for those trips because they're with through organizations that are trained to do this. Oh, good. So okay. you have at least um, somebody in a bi ski or, or a mono ski for the first time would probably have two staff with them the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, okay. and, until you become more independent. Yeah, that's good to know because we're like. We're on the borderline of being independent, but we always need a little help. To especially some are little really low, you know, like yeah. those low hand bikes or mm-hmm. or the skis to jump into. So right, yeah. So, dude, any anything that sticks out um, as, as one of your favorites that you've been out to? Uh, skiing could- at Big Bear just recently, back in January, uh, we went up to Big Bear, and you know, I had stopped skiing maybe like for five, six years. Yeah, and it was just great to be back out there and doing it. I, mean, I remember when I first stopped skiing, I stopped because my shoulders were starting to hurt, but it was because I was I was learning how to ski and all that. Uh, and when I'm back, when I went back in January, it was like, oh, okay, you know, no pain. This this is a lot of fun. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm looking forward to the winter time, going back up there with my family and you know, getting back on there skiing and all that. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Becky, I have a question for you. Um, what kind of uh, how, how do you feel when 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 you get to witness that uh, aha moment uh, or that light bulb going off in that newly injured um, patient's um, face or mind when he jumps onto a hand cycle for the first time or does his first um, outdoor adventure, if you want to call it? Huh? That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's why that... I do what I do. I I completely love it, and to see the you know have people have the opportunity to challenge themselves and a lot of things you know people had never done before their injury you know they're trying new things and they're seeing their confidence increase and um get, seeing them get better at what they do is amazing i love it and you know you see it in the pictures you take you see it when you hear them talking about it to other people um posting on facebook it, it's it's incredible they probably come in at the beginning like and then they leave with a big smile on their face, like, oh, when's the next one? Yeah. When's the next one? Let me know. And right? usually, they, you know, they're hooked after they do one thing, and, and it's getting them to do that first thing that's the challenge. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, you know, partly why we're doing this is to kind of get the word out and to tell people that it is, very, it is safe, and we're there to support you and to, to educate you on, you know, if you just have questions about something or if you just want to come out and observe something or, um, you know, we have... In intro kind of things where you can try out a cycle at Rancho before you commit to a two-hour ride on the beach. Um, you know, we're here to adapt things and to make them, you know, easier for people to want to try. Good, good. Make it make it more uh, palatable. For yeah. People. Right. And I noticed that um, a lot of people um, will say, "I've done more since I've been injured than I ever thought I would before." And I know that's been true for me so far. So The same here, uh, yeah. just because I had a whole different background growing up, different culture that I was in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this has been definitely an eye-opener, you know. Uh, it, you know, it's makes been us amazing. Be- it makes journey. us better people. Yeah, True. Very true. And, and sharing all the stuff with everyone, networking, and it's, it's really important to get out there and talk to people and, 
and let them know it's okay one time just come on and try it you know yeah. it, it won't hurt if yeah. you don't like it you don't have to come out but if you get it like it that's where you build that momentum that excitement and, and to try new things so. it's like crack but in a new way <laughs> yeah. in a good true. way true and I think that's why it's important for you know the peer mentors and life coaches at Rancho mm-hmm. to do these things and we have a, a big segment of that um, group doing them now and if you're going to tell somebody, encourage somebody to do something that you haven't done before, they're not going to listen as much as if you say, hey, I, I did this. You know, that's it's just a huge difference. Good deal. So, yeah, I mean, all this stuff is great information. As we get to wrap up, um, we want to make sure we let our audience know maybe where they could get in contact with you, Juan, and, and maybe they I have could... a Facebook page. It's okay. Under, under my name. Just type Juan in your name, yeah. Juan Garabi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any email? or Email anything? is JG. No barriers at gmail.com. Okay, good deal. And um, yeah. what about push from? You're on there? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, okay. I am. I'm so we can reach you on G3, I believe, at yahoo.com. Yeah. All right. Good all right. deal. How about yourself, Becky? Uh, where can people get more information about your outdoor adventures or maybe get in contact with you directly? Yeah, we have um, the website at Rancho is kind of getting changeover right now, so we don't, and we're still working on the website, so we don't really have that, but. We do have an email list that we email out every month, the calendar, as well as trip information. Um, so you can let me know. My uh, The Outdoor Adventure email is just outdooradventure at rancho.org. And the phone number is 562-401-6335. Okay. And you can let us know. If you have any questions, the calendars, hard copies are put in the Wellness Center at Rancho, in the Resource Center, and in the gyms every month, um, as well as the flyers for the trips. Yeah, and we could try to put them on our events section on Push Room, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we can we can try. Mm-hmm. We don't do it all the time, but, you know. We try. <laughs> we try. Yeah, so all you Rancho people or Rancho clients, please come by the Resource Center. And, and if you haven't been so already to get all this great valuable information to get you back out and enjoy your summer. It's going to be a good summer and might as well take advantage of all the great uh activities out there for us right yeah. and i just wanted to add that right now the outdoor adventure program is just for former rancho patients but we do want to in the future open it up to the community so people with disabilities that want to do this and we do have interest already okay um you know so and we can also provide information on certain programs so if somebody wasn't a patient but they just want to know more about how they could go adaptive skiing or what programs they could hook up with, feel free to contact us too, and we can direct you to those programs and help you figure out, you know, how you can do what you want to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it know. happen, Becky. Yeah. yeah. And the resource center is located in the 900. Uh, okay. Yeah, so come yeah, by. I've it's been, really I've been over there. It's really nice. The way it, it's only like two years old, and it's it's wonderful what they did with the garden and everything. So. And the membership um, for the wellness center is $10 a month or three months for 25 so as long as you're a wellness center member you have access to all the classes that they do the gym the support groups as well as outdoor adventure yeah the gym is pretty cool it is yeah Mm -hmm. that's a great way to socialize well good deal thank you guys for 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 sharing sharing that information with our community and hopefully we can get more people out doing stuff right well all right and you can reach us on pushroom www.pushroom.com and also youtube on our youtube channel Club Pushroom, anywhere else? No, yeah, that's that's pretty much our, our main hubs there where you can get all our programming. We are on iTunes as well. If you guys do iTunes, download us into your phones and take us on the go and listen to our, our episodes. Um, also, if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at info at pushroom.com with any questions, show topics, 
And again, if you guys have any questions for us directly, please uh, feel free to email us and we'll put them on our upcoming episodes and try to answer them, answer them on air. So uh, with that, we leave you guys. And we want to thank again Becky and Juan for being with us. And uh, I'm glad you guys stopped in to, to let our, our community know about all those good uh, sports and activities. You thank guys you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and with that, we'll leave you guys. Till next time, goodbye. Bye-bye. All right.